Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 299 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is a $5 backer a month over on Anchor.fm. Thank you very much, Toph Morris, for supporting the podcast. Today is going to be a box office open forum. So not a standard open forum, but rather an open forum. Any box office questions that you have, any indications of certain films, disagreements, agreements, clarification needed on anything box office is fair game this evening, as is, of course, our general movie talk discussion. But... Not our typical open forum, just to try and put that out there and make it very clear that it is not that standard box office open forum instead. Before going any further, though, please make sure that you smash that like button if you're watching over on YouTube. Light up that fire button if you're watching on Odyssey. And also, please uh, leave your comments on both DLive and Twitter, where we are also live tonight multi-streaming to various locations and again thank you all for joining us this evening of course want to shout out my youtube mods tina and steph uh tina of course already here thank you very much people already coming in and dropping those at odin's remember you have a comment or a question please put at odin at the very beginning of your comment it lets me know that you're trying to get my attention and that, of course, is always incredibly beneficial. Matthew Highland came here early in the chat. What is going on? He's talking about how the BBC had ended uh, on time. So thank you very much, BBC, for not going on too long there. Cacao and Cookies Minion, hello to you. Glad to have you in the chat. We got Bruce in the chat. Hail to you. Laura, the Mata Major General story. Hail to you. We got, of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B, telling everybody how it is. Again, if you're on YouTube, smash that like button. And, again, if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comments. Or, of course, you can do the old-fashioned super chat or, more preferably, donation via Streamlabs because that way YouTube don't get none of it. Biffer to Hobbit, hail to you. Thank you for joining us today. Glad to have you here. Kara Tharp, who is a member on the channel, hail to you, Kara Tharp. Thank you for being here. If you're a member on the YouTube channel, you do not have to use the tag. Though I do ask that if you are talking to someone else, that you tag them. So, that way I know that you're trying to get their attention and not mine. Laura Story, saying hello to everyone. We got Evan S. What's going on, Evan? Saying here, of course, hello to family. Yes, indeed. Hello, family. Hello, everybody. And again, happy and blessed Tuesday to everyone out there. Uh, it has been a week so far, just even a couple of days into the week. Uh, nothing too crazy, nothing too bad happening with school, obviously. It's just, it's just there's certain times or certain days as a, as a teacher that you come home and you're just like, okay, I kind of want time to be able to, to research. I want time to be able to, to grow in my own knowledge of, of the subject matter that I'm teaching. And that's kind of where I am right now. I've been gathering up uh, a countless number of, of books, 
the most recent batch I got are actually more so geared towards the spiritual life because I, I noticed that in the books that I've been picking up, they've all been reference works. They've all been specifically books to help grow in knowledge, as I was saying, which is something that I've really felt a desire to grow in knowledge of, but not nearly as much as far as spirituality is concerned. So I was able to pick up uh, several that I think will help with that because, as we all know, knowledge is great, but the spiritual life is that much more important. But anyway, Evan S., thank you for being here. Rosie G12, hail to you. Thank you very much for being in the chat. You rock. Golden Ration tag. And what's going on, Golden Ration? Thank you very much for being here. Alex McCarthy, or as I like to say, J. Alex McCarthy Jr. saying, Howdy, Odin. How's it going, out, Thor? Feeling under the weather at the moment, so stopping to say howdy. Well, I hope that you feel better. Hope that you get well very soon, Alex McCarthy. We we, we need you here in the chats. That way we can talk about uh, the, the, the terrible takes uh, <laughs> on movies. But in all seriousness, I obviously hope that you do indeed uh, start to feel a little bit better. Baby Thor doing just fine. Again, kind of a weird transition period for him going to one nap a day means that he uh, goes to bed a little bit earlier, so I have kind of a little bit of extra buffer time before the stream, and so uh, it's it's us trying to figure out what to do during that time because typically it's a, hey, let, we got to do the bath time, we, we got to do this, we got to do that, and now it's a whole new game. It's interesting. Andrew Hayes, what's going on? Good sir. Thank you very much for being in the chat. Since things are relatively slow on YouTube, and I do appreciate that, again, only uh, a small number of people watching, and that's okay, as you all know. I, I like the smaller communities. makes it a bit more intimate, I would say. And also, after uh, last stream, if you were here on Saturday, it was insane. We had well over 100 people for a lot of it, and I just kept falling behind. It was crazy. We got the R watching over on Odyssey. Thank you very much, the R, for watching over on Odyssey. I very much appreciate it. Hopefully, everything is coming through. I'm once again utilizing the... Uh, the restream studio. So it should be coming through for, uh, better for a lot of people because it is coming out at 720p quality, which obviously is not the highest, but it is also the best as far as what most people's internet can handle. So hopefully that is the case all around. One of the benefits though of using this as far as uh, the different browser-based sources is that it tends to have better audio quality than some of the others. Obviously, using traditional OBS is great, but sometimes I feel that the streams that I send out might be a little too much for certain platforms. So, again, uh, especially over on Odyssey, hopefully everything comes through swimmingly for you over there. IRA Darth Aggie, what is going on? Hail to you. Good sir. Thank you for being in the chat. We got Joey Horn in the chat. What is going on, Joey Horn? Thank you very much for being here today. Andrew Hayes coming in with one of the first questions saying, do the studios ever disclose exactly how much they spend for a given film on marketing? Uh, yeah, in fact, you find these various, uh, I forget what they're called, but there are these journals that get released. I don't know if that's the proper name for them. But it essentially will break down the financials for films. And so it'll tell you how much was spent on production. It'll tell you how much was given in any tax breaks or tax incentives. And it's a, it's really good. Uh, the last time I had found them, they usually, of course, kind of are behind 
by about a year or so. Um, but typically you have you have things like that. So I guess it's like industry papers to some extent. I remember I was like digging through different sources because you never use Wikipedia as a source in and of itself. But the footnotes are actually pretty great. Uh, the footnotes actually are pretty great, and so I, I, I just discovered these these journals that kind of broke into like the entirety of what was spent on any given product and every given uh, any given uh, any given production. And so that's one way. And then if you ever really wanted to really dive into it, every company has to disclose. Uh, the various financials as far as money spent, money got, you know, taken in. And so I'm sure there's other ways that you can also dive into it. Um, but as I try to always make clear, my main focus, as far as my channel is concerned, is looking specifically at box office returns, what the actual numbers are, what the actual reported budgets are, and then working based on that. I, at some point, uh, would probably be interested in doing further deep dives into some of the other uh, financials, some of the other deeper uh, stories there. And again, I really want to find these uh these journals that I that I'd found because uh, it was just again it was fascinating. I know that I did videos on it, and it must have been a couple of years ago now at this point. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. All right, Evan S comes in to tag to say I've noticed that every time Grace Randolph is on Friday Night Lights, she hits on Lord Odin. Grace better watch herself because Lady Freya will take her <laughs> take off her mantilla and smash Grace with her rosary. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that too. I was very, it was very intrigued by by that, and uh, and of course, you know, typical uh, punching bag fashion. You know, I was I was not able to uh, act quickly on my toes, and that's just because, as far as you know, general comedy is concerned, it's not it's not really. I didn't really know exactly what was gonna happen. I didn't even know that I was gonna be referenced. And so I just, I, I came up with the response that I could come up with at the time. So uh, <laughs> I kind of got, got raked through the coals on, on that one for not having a, a ready response for being told that I look like I, I live in a jail cell or something to that effect. And I was just like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's also because I read the chat. I like to read the chat and uh, participate in the conversations. And obviously that is... Uh, Sometimes you get a little lost, or at least I get a little lost in reading the comments and then not fully in engaging or, or really processing what's going on. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, you're, you're talking about me? You're talking to me? You talking to me? Huh? No one else here, but you talking to me? I don't know. Let's see. Soul Assassin, hail to you, Soul Assassin. Thank you very much for being in the chat today. I very much appreciate you. Andrew Hayes tagged to say, was Top Gun Maverick moved back to its... November release date. Uh, I, I have not heard anything as far as Top Gun Maverick getting moved back. To my knowledge, it is still going to be released next summer. Um, uh, according to IMDb, it still says 2022 on its uh, website as far as its release date is concerned. So according to IMDb, May 27th, 2022 is the current release date for Top Gun Maverick. So I don't know where that may have been heard. Uh, let me try and see if there's been anything updated with this. But uh, yeah, 
It just says that it will release on May 27th. It says also Netflix and Apple TV have reportedly tried to purchase the distribution rights to the film, but Paramount has refused to sell. It will be streamed on Paramount Plus 45 days after its theatrical release. So for anyone who wants to wait on that film, Paramount Plus, if you want to get that platform amidst the millions of streaming platforms that currently exist, uh, that'll be an option. But anyway, May of 2022. And man, oh man, I am still very much upset by that because, as I've mentioned, it was my most anticipated film now for like two years going. It's it's one of my most anticipated films. And trust me, I know uh, of the criticism because of the patch that was in the original film that featured Taiwan and in this trailer, it seemed in the trailers that have been released, Taiwan has been removed. And I understand that people are, are you know, very much miffed by that. And hey, I, I think that you have every right to be. Obviously, they're uh, kowtowing to China and they're going to probably have a pretty ba- major release and, and big campaign for China. And I'm always going to criticize that. I'm always going to criticize when the studios will, will do that. That being said, it doesn't take away what seems to be some of the coolest cinematography that we have yet to see in a long time by the fact that they were able to get these really high-quality cameras into actual fighter jets, that they were able to get all of these actors, even though they're in the passenger seat, still all of these actors in actual fighter jets feeling the actual G-forces, and in many ways not even acting, I don't think anything can take away uh, from those aspects of it. So again, if you want to boycott the film and you want to skip on the film because of what's going on, as far as them seemingly bowing to China, hey, I think you have every right to do so. But hey, I'm still going to be excited for it because, as you all know, I'm a visual effects guy. I, I love stunt teams. I love visual. I, I love cinematography, and I just cannot wait. I've said this several times now. I am actually more excited for the Top Gun Maverick uh, 4K Steelbook with any and all special features going into the behind the scenes of how they were able to get the shots and going into more depth into it. And I don't really typically listen to director's commentaries or or just the commentaries in general's general for movies. That's one that I might actually want to listen in on just to find out a little bit more about the actual process of getting those cameras in, in there, because I believe that they've, they were able to even get some IMAX cameras in there as well. I'm trying to see if I can find anything for the uh, for the filming here. It says the movie was filmed in IMAX format using IMAX certified Sony Venice 6K full frame cameras. So again, pretty phenomenal that they were able to to pull that off uh, in these fighter jets, uh, especially. So again, uh, I'm, I'm going to give kudos where kudos are due. Uh, Claudio Miranda is the cinematographer behind this project. And uh, this is something that I think I've mentioned before, uh, where part of the filmography of his work are films like Oblivion, which I personally uh, loved. I, I thought that as far as the uh, cinematography goes, Oblivion just blew me away. I, I thought that it was just incredible. So the visual effects as well, again, I, I just loved it. Uh, he also did things like Life of Pi, Tron Legacy, uh, not nearly as great. O- only the Brave, uh, which is a film from 2017, which still is, is, I think, one of the best films to come out in the last 10 years. So, I mean, the guy is incredibly talented. So I just, visually, I'm so excited to see what Top Gun Maverick and what Claudia Miranda is going to be able to do 
in the cinematographer for Top Gun 2. So incredibly hyped. And we'll definitely be going to see that in IMAX day one. No, no doubt about it. No question. Anyway, Slicer Neon says, Hail! So what MCU film comes out next year? Spidey being part of Sony makes it a separate beast, so the film after that will be better indicated the franchise recovers from Maternals. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to try and argue against that. A lot of people, I think, are going to try and say, well, because of this new partnership between Sony and Marvel, it's more of a Marvel film than it's ever been before, whereas films like Venom seem to have a little bit more separation, though, of course, the more recent Venom has scenes that very much connect into to the MCU's version of Spider-Man, but no, I think that it's it's that's a very good point. And yeah, uh, let me go ahead and look up and see the MCU films that are slated to come out in 2022. Since this is indeed one of these open forum projects right here, we got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness set to come out next year. Uh, so of course that's a big one. We got Thor: Love and Thunder. We also have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, and it looks like those are the films set to come out. There's also something called Secret Invasion. Um, I think that might be a show, as is She-Hulk, as also is Moon Knight as well. So it looks like the big films set to come out next year in the MCU are Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder... And then Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, again, at least according to IMDB. That is currently the information that we have available. So, yeah. I think that whichever one, I believe that out of all of those films that Doctor Strange is supposed to be, or at one point was supposed to be the first one to be released, I believe that is still the case. Let us see if we get a release date on that film right now. May 6, 2022 is the release date for that film. Thor Love and Thunder has a release date of July 8th, 2022. So, yeah, Doctor Strange is going to be kind of the big test, the next big test box office-wise to see whether or not that film or whether or not the MCU is going to be able to be in a state of recovery and also what the current state of the MCU actually even is. I think that there is a lot of questions, a lot of very good questions to be asked about whether the MCU is going to be able to not just recover as far as just the general box office is concerned, but also whether or not it's going to be able to recapture the same magic. Because I think what we're seeing in a lot of a lot of different ways is that there is this general MCU fatigue. Uh, in some ways, there's superhero fatigue as well. Um, and I, I think that that is going to have an impact long-term on, on these projects. Definitely going to have an impact long-term on these projects. So... Those are my thoughts. G-Man, thank you very much for the $10 super chat. Says, I get what you're saying about editing for China, but I'd rather have that than Hollywood giving us movies made for China. If they had to choose between the two of us, they would choose China. Yeah, I understand that to an extent, but at the same time, G-Man, I do definitely still fully support the people that are are being very consistent with their criticism. And again, I, I try and be as consistent as I can be in my criticism of China, but I have had one, there's been one person uh, who has been going after me over at minds.com where I also post my, my videos and such. And uh, he, he went after me because I reviewed an Apple TV movie or, or sorry, an Apple TV show. 
And, and, and I, if you've not seen that, uh, that video or seen the show, the mythic quest, which is fantastic, by the way, it's probably one of the best comedies on TV. He went after me because he's like, well, you go after all these other studios for the relationship with China and Apple's one of the worst offenders. It's like, okay, I'm not defending Apple and I'm not saying that Apple is, is a good company by any means, but the issue with the hardline people like that, when, when you get that hardline, you have to realize, okay, what tech do you have? What tech do you own? Where do you go shopping for your clothes? Do you honestly try and make sure that every single thing that you get is not made in China? Because guess what? If you own a phone, at least part of it's made in China. If you were ever told by a phone manufacturer made in America, not true. Those microchips, those processors, made in China. So the hardliners are the ones that really just kind of grind my gears. Because we can be critical of China, and it's rightful. It's right to be critical of China. It's right to be critical of these major studios who are giving millions upon millions of dollars to China by their release. However, we also have to live in the real world as well. So I, I think that that's kind of there's a balance that has to be struck there. There's a balance, like all things. Uh, Crisco, are you looking forward to any of the awards contenders? Belfast, King Richard, House of Gucci. Do you think any of them will be breakout hits? Uh, breakout hits, as far as box office is concerned, I I don't think so. I really don't. Um, House of Gucci, the trailer, I, I just immediately just tune out and think. No, I don't know what the world's going on with this movie. And I believe that one's another Ridley Scott film. Ridley Scott, remember, he made a film this year that cost $100 million to make and is a massive financial loss. Might be one of the biggest financial flops this year in The Last Duel, uh, which I've not seen yet. But still, box office is what it is. Um, Belfast seems interesting. I, I haven't seen a whole lot about Belfast. Um, I leave, at least have heard about it, but uh, from what I have heard about it, it seems interesting at the least, and not as much about King Richard. But typically when we talk about awards contenders, I, I don't, I've come to the point where I just don't care about award shows. Award shows have just become so, they've always been this way, but even more so, uh, they've, you know, they've always been corrupt, they've always just been uh, very politicized, but now they've become so modern day politics political and it's been infused into the very essence of the show and the speeches and even just the the host and the guest host and the present like everything like the politics just permeates all of it so that I, I just don't even care about what films are getting buzz or not because it doesn't mean anything just because a, a movie's getting awards buzz but Hey, based off of the trailers at the very least, or based off of the general information that we have, uh, I would say that there's a couple of them. Again, as I said, uh, Belfast, out of the list of films that you had mentioned, it's probably only one that I actually have any general interest in at all. Uh, Andrew Hayes says, I bet you're counting down the days till the end of the semester. Not in the same way. As I said, it's just more so of a, I, I like to have time just to be able to, to just, even just for, you know, whether it's, you know, Thanksgiving or, um, you know, you know, even one of the smaller breaks, right? It, to me, it's just having that time to be able to, as I said, 
to, to kind of grow in knowledge. I, I love to study. I love to know. That's why one of my favorite parts of what I teach is, you know, because we teach morality or um, rather I teach morality in the, in the fall is the discussions we have because we have a lot of really interesting discussions and uh, teenagers are typically just very good at asking very direct questions and asking really good questions that need to be answered and one of the reasons why I, I got into this was because I wanted to be someone who was going to be able to explain the teachings and to be able to do so boldly and to be able to do so in a straightforward way. Because I know there's just so many that don't. And uh, I never wanted to be that. I never wanted to be that person that was just going to say, oh, we can't talk about that or I'm not going to, you know, I don't know. All right, Laura says, watch The Green Knight, and the first hour nearly killed me. Glad I hung in there because it was very thought-provoking. Love the open-to-interpretation ending. Yeah, it's a very slow burn, Laura. I'm glad that you were able to push through because it is, yeah, it is one of those weird films that, and I mentioned this in my review of the film, and I've mentioned it several times since, it's a love-hate relationship that I have because there's there's parts of it that, I just don't like based on just creative choices and decisions. But then there's other parts that I just love. Everything about the green Knight is fantastic. I mean, the visual effects that they use, the mostly practical effects for the costuming for the green Knight and the makeup for the green Knight look phenomenal. And when you look, especially at the budget for that film and what they were able to accomplish, it, it's, it's great. And I know that a lot of people have just gotten so caught up with Dev Patel being cast as Gawain, I understand that there are people that just don't like that because of historical accuracy and things like that. I get it. But for me, it's about the story. And it's about the performance. And Deb Patel gives an incredible performance. The story, as you said, Laura, is incredibly thought-provoking. And I think it's well worth uh, the wait. I think it's well worth um, you know, the investment. Because as you said, that ending is incredibly thought-provoking, and it, again, does not necessarily... The fact that it doesn't follow the source material to the T kind of helps to explain some of the other things that typically uh, cause a lot of other people uh, to, you know, to have some issues with it. Because, again, you know, it's one thing to hate a film because you saw it and you didn't like it. It's another thing to hate a film that you've never watched. And I've never really understood the concept of hating a film that you've never watched. Evan S. says, Be happy November is one of the high school teachers said it's the Swiss cheese month. You get Thursday off this week. What? No, I don't get Thursday off this week. What are you talking about? I don't get Thursday off. <laughs> I'm in a private Catholic school. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Soul Assassin. Uh, knowledge is power. Have you learned anything from Schoolhouse Rock? Ah, yes, this is true. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you, just under the red shirts. What's going on? Thanks for being a member on the channel. Appreciate you being here, of course. Uh, let's see, Hardwick, tag to say, do you ever put extra cheese? Now, actually, I, I prefer less cheese, to be honest. I prefer less cheese on my pizza. I like less cheese, light sauce, and more pepperoni. That, that's where I am. Uh, let's see. Laura says, I hate how every movie is now spoiled on social media these days. People are ass ass. Yeah, no. And, um, if it's a movie that's about to come out for me, I, 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 though I will criticize the people that do spoil it in that way. At the same time, if you care that much 
about having a movie spoiled, you should know that people just don't care about um, don't care about the fact that there are people that care about the story, right? So it's just again something that I find incredibly interesting about about uh, that entire process, you know. And um, again, if if it's it's just like opening weekend. If you are on social media opening weekend for a movie that you know is going to have twists and turns and you don't know what's going to happen, you need to stay off social media. If you really care that much, you need to stay off social media. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it's got to be. I wish it didn't have to be that way, but, it, you know, it is. Slicer says, what chance do you give Black Panther 2 of being delayed further or being canceled if Miss Wright continues to not bend to the knee of the mandates? Could she be replaced? Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of what is being told from that i have not read all of it myself but it just seems like some of it's kind of being overblown and it's kind of being pushed a little bit too much but i i think that in the end uh the film will be made because disney's going to want to try and capture the same magic of the first film which i don't know if they're going to be able to do that to be perfectly honest and a lot of it has to do with the fact that when you look at the domestic numbers for black uh panther the first Black Panther. It's one of the, it's it's one of if not the most successful domestic release for the MCU, and a lot of it is because of the way they marketed the film. They very much focused on the African American community in the United States, and it was incredibly effective. I don't know if it's going to be as effective for a sequel, and the reason why is because sorry, some comments are getting skipped. I do apologize, but again, it's what happens when the chat gets backed up. The issue this time, though, is that when you have a lot of cities and a lot of mandates being pushed into effect and they're affecting certain demographics more than others, I think that's going to get go into the bottom line. So if by the time that movie gets released, if there's Vax passports all across the United States, guess who that's going to more negatively impact? If If theaters are forced by states to have to enforce any type of Vax passports. Guess what demographic that's going to have a bigger impact on? Statistically right now, it's going to impact the groups that are more likely to see and be targeted by Disney to go see Black Panther. I just, again, have to point it out there. Um, Solzaz says, so how about Campia leaking supposed Spider-Man pics? I think Disney and Sony are going after him. I don't know anything about what's going on with that. All I know is the only image I saw from Campia was one where it was a bad Photoshop. That's the only one I'm aware of. So I, I don't really know exactly what's going on uh, with that entire situation. I, I try and stay off social media as much as I can. That's another thing. It's good for your mental health. It's good also for your movie health because you don't have to worry about things getting spoiled for you either. But it's also just good for mental health to, to get off of it. So I, I typically stay off of it, especially during the day. So that's why sometimes, you know, before Friday Night Tights, uh, they're talking about stories, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I I, I don't I haven't been spending my time. Uh, Orange reviews, what's going on? It says good evening. Watch the movie for tomorrow night's mystery review, but dropping in to catch my favorite YouTuber. Hope you have a good night. Hey, have a good night as well, man. Joey Horn's looking forward to Ghostbusters, and as I said, there were a few comments before this that unfortunately got skipped because YouTube sucks. YouTube sucks. Robbie, hello, Odin. Have you had time to listen to any more Star Wars audiobooks? I'm currently reading the Clone Wars novel, uh, Met Star 2 Jedi Healer. It's okay so far, not exactly great. I was able to get the newest, uh, the newest Star Wars EU book that they finally were able to do a not uh, an unabridged version of. It's uh, 
it's a part of I think it's like what the Ro- it's like Rogue Squadron I think is what it's called. So it's a part of like that series of books that that people love. But the only versions that were available were the abridged versions that just weren't very good. And they're in the process of re-releasing a lot of these older books in a fully unabridged fashion. Mark Thompson does the voice for it. And I've not dove into that yet because I'm still in Dune. I still need to dive into Dune further. Still a few hours left in Dune. I've kind of fallen into my podcast. I go through different phases. I go through a podcast phase where I have to listen to every single podcast that's available. Whether it's a faith-based podcast, right? a Catholic news, Catholic commentary podcast or a political podcast i'm kind of in that phase right now and then at some point i'm like okay i need a break from this and then i go into audiobook uh, territory there um so uh those are the ones that i've gone through so far uh laura says when i saw dune and imax they had a trailer for top gun holy cow looks exciting yeah seriously the imax trailer i think does that film so much justice it just looks so freaking good I think Top Gun 2 will be the film that gets me back to the theater, says Bruce. I think it will be like that for a lot of people. I really do. Because it's going to be a big epic. And the trailers are doing exactly what they need to do. Matthew Highland says, Corey IMDb, Val Kimmer is in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I remember, I think I remember seeing that at one point, and it doesn't surprise me. It makes me, it makes me excited, though. I, I, after having seen the documentary, Val, uh, about the life of Val Kilmer, it, again... Not everyone may think that the documentary was fair to everyone involved or that it it may have been more positive towards Val. But, hey, it was his documentary, so I don't know what else anyone else was expecting from that. But also, at the same time, it made me just appreciate him uh, more as an actor. Definitely made me look into more of his filmography. And uh, hopefully I can uh, pick those up at some point. By the way, G-Man, thank you again for that super chat a while back. Just wanted to highlight that since I had already answered it. Uh, Rob D says, I found some article on the internet. I didn't read the full article because it was probably clickbait. Apparently now Portman is now muscular for her role as female Thor. I doubt that. Uh, not to say that she didn't work out, not to say that she's not in great shape for it, but by muscular, if we're talking about muscular to the point of being a believable Thor, she just does not have the body. Here's the thing. Certain people just don't have the body type for certain things. Right, I, I I don't have the body type to ever be able to look like Natalie Portman, for instance, body-wise. It's just not in the cards for me, and that's okay. Because uh, the only way that I could ever get to that point would have to be by being incredibly unhealthy. So she might be in, in shape, but I, I would say, what, is she in Captain Marvel shape? Because not really, not me saying much there. Uh, Adam Hayes, what do you think about Spider-Man 3 seemingly throwing uh, everything but the kitchen sink into the movie? We may have five to six villains, three Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Daredevil, and Venom. Yeah, I mean, these are all rumors that I think have been kind of pushed around a lot, and I think a lot of it is just trying to get people to talk about the film, right? They're just trying to keep everyone talking about it. They're just trying to keep everyone focused on it, and uh, it's working, obviously. It's clearly working. It's clearly building up a lot of... Um, you know, any news is good news, right? Whether it's good news or bad news, right? It's all building up uh, to try and and make it the biggest film of the year. And I think that Spider-Man will be the biggest film to come out uh, during and since the pandemic times. And I think a lot of it's going to be coming from the, the foreign marketplace. I really do. Uh, Orange Hat. Like I said, both on Twitter and Facebook, Eternals was eternally boring. Yeah, that's what I, I keep hearing. Um, I still, it's like, I really don't want to watch it, but I feel like, again, 
have might have to pull the old razzle dazzle on that one here in steadfast what's going on evan s hail to you says it's sad to be losing the daylight but the sacrifice for the light of the world to be born which is your faith based christmas movie is that like what is your favorite chris uh favorite faith-based christmas movie um ooh I would say, I think It's a Wonderful Life has a lot of really great uh, faith messages in it. It definitely would not necessarily be an exclusively Catholic movie, but uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It has a lot of positive uh, faith-based elements in it, and so uh, I really love that movie a lot, and it's my go-to for Christmas uh, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, I also hate losing the daylight as well. Do not like it at all. Uh, Kara Tharp says, I don't know if I'm interested in any of those Marvel movies. Yeah, again, nothing about them have really any interest to me what's uh, any interest to me whatsoever that that is definitely true all righty let's see super says hey what is up my dude what's going on Bifford Hobbit your thoughts on rumors of Chloe Zhao said to direct Kevin Feige's Star Wars project uh sounds like rumors to me I don't know who's reporting those rumors but unless it's coming from a reliable source or for someone who can actually provide their sources or at least give indications of the reliability of their sources uh i i would say okay it's a rumor and i still stand by i think chloe Zhao is a talented director the issue with with her in the eternals is the fact that as it's even been admitted by another female director who did not uh get to direct because she did not like the fact that she was told straight up hey you're not going to be able to direct any of the action sequences. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, Chloe Zhao was not given really any autonomy or at least the autonomy that that uh, a director to create a workable property would need to have on a giant project like that. So uh, Super says, calling it now, Eternals is winning Oscars and it's going to laugh. Oh, no, it's, it's not going to win Oscars. Uh, maybe visual effects. I could see it maybe winning visual effects, but I could totally totally see it uh getting nominated for for some oscars for sure especially for fitting some of the various uh uh diversity quotas that are going to be going into effect pretty soon yeah yeah i know rosie i know that you're not a fan of the casting specifically of of gawain but it's still again the movie itself gotta look at it as a movie 70b hey what's going on 70b laura Tag to say Sean Connery did the Green Knight and it was horrendous. He covered he was covered in glitter. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, the practical effects that they use in the Green Knight uh, with Depatel, it's phenomenal. It really is. It, for that alone, just to see those scenes, it's great. And the actor they got as well to play the Green Knight, uh, his voice is so great. Uh, yo, I wouldn't have ice cream and pizza. This is true. Awesome one. I definitely plan on having some ice cream after this. It's always very good on the throat. Uh, Rosie says, Oh, there's a difference between hating a movie and just knowing it's not uh, for you because of what it offers. Again, it's one thing to say I'm not interested in a movie. It's another thing to say that, you know, that a film is necessarily bad. I'm not saying that that's what you were saying, uh, but I do think that there are people within our own community who tend to prejudge films because of certain things. Now, again, we can have 
obviously opinions based on trailers and based on different castings and things like that. I think that there's total validity there. No, no question about it. Um, but also at the same time, I think that especially when you have a lot of people within the community singing high praises, cause I'm not the only one. I mean, Josiah rises, uh, who was also himself a, a pretty big fan of some of the source material as well and dove into the source material. He was a big fan of it as well. So I think having that, in addition, I think kind of also is something that's important to to kind of point out and to keep in mind, right? Uh, Gubdig, what's going on? Yeah, it is, but we don't get off school. That That is, again, that may be a public school thing. That is not a part of uh, private uh, private Catholic school education, at least not, not in my life. Uh, let's see. Evan S. says, uh, I went to Catholic school my entire life. I always got Veterans Day off. I never did. Never was a thing. Uh, I guess again in the South, it's it's just not a thing. We we commemorate it, right? We we definitely acknowledge it. There's no doubt about that. But it's never been a day off. Never been a day off. Uh, at least in Southern Catholic school. Awesome one says modern trailers, spoiled movies, showing nearly too much, leaving no mystery. This is also a fact. And I would say if anyone's gonna have an issue with spoilers, it should be with the movie studios or specifically the people the movie studios put in charge of the trailers. Because those people seriously are terrible at their job. Because they are the ones that spoil more more movies than anything else. They, they give away, as you said, way too much. And um, leave nothing to the imagination. And therefore, really nothing to hold on to either. Left Cross says, I agree with you, but a movie getting spoiled months before release is quite ridiculous. Oh, no, no. Yeah, Left Cross. D- don't get me When a... When someone has legitimate access, like they've seen a film two months before it comes out, or they have knowledge because they know the filmmaker, and then they spoil something like two months out, no, I I think that is crappy, no doubt about it. And that's why I said I don't really know exactly what's going on with the uh, with the situation with John Campia because I don't really care about John Campia, and I'm usually off social media most of the time. So, uh, and also I know a lot of channels have covered the news, but also I don't really watch a lot of, uh, YouTube these days. I just don't have time. I only have so much time today. I even mentioned at the beginning of the stream, right? I, I, I don't even have time to do the things that I really want to do. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, reading and learning and, and that kind of stuff, wanting to learn more about my subject, uh, subject area. But, um, yeah, I, I think that that is crappy if that's what happened. The only thing that I remember seeing anything from John Campia was it was a uh, clearly photoshopped image. So I don't know if that's what's being talked about or, or if there's something more. I honestly don't know. Uh, Laura says, I shouldn't be seeing spoilers for movie releasing in December. Again, totally agree. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. Uh, Padre Consinero, what's going on? Thank you very much for being in the chat. He says he saw last night in Soho and found it refreshing. Yeah, I can't wait to see it, man. Cannot wait. It looks great. Uh, again, the two young actresses involved, uh, very, very talented. New number two, what's going on? Sorry I'm late, no problem at all. No problem at all. Again, Stephanie B., thank you for joining. Uh, Rob D says, I feel like Campia is going to use the whole situation to get clicks with videos like I might be getting sued. Yeah, probably. And then watch also uh, somehow, some way he, you know, 
do all like it kind of reminds me of but obviously not as funny uh as the quartering right as jeremy from the quartering who who always will do the my channel's in trouble my channel's under attack right it's always just it's great um but instead he'll be doing it and and he'll just be an ass about it whereas with with jeremy it's just it's again it's more of a you know funny funny inside joke thing um whereas with with campia it's bro you have so much access when we talk about access media john campia is like at the top of the list as far as access media is concerned and yet he has in comparison to other channels and other people with so much less access he he just does not get a lot of attention so this could very well be just him trying to get some attention for once maybe by the way, yes, absolutely. Blessed Feast of the Dedication of St. John Lateran. Absolutely. Very interesting feast to try to explain to uh, students today, that's for sure. Uh, Matt317, who's a member, what's going on? Matt317, thanks for being here. JM2021, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, remember, if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, unless you are a member, in which case um, I will definitely... Uh, be on the lookout. Let's see. Hardwick tagged to say, I haven't seen the House of Gucci trailer, but I can't stand Lady Gaga, and there are a few things that I find more boring than overpriced handbags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm also not very interested in the source material either, right? You know, the whole thing with Gucci, it's like, I don't really care. I don't really care about the origin story of Gucci. That doesn't really intrigue me by any means. As far as Lady Gaga, yeah, I'm not a fan of her as far as her musical career, things like that. I do find her incredibly talented, though. There's no doubt that she's an incredibly talented singer, uh, incredibly talented musician. Unfortunately, she's just used it for most of her career to produce this overproduced crap. I do still like the newer Stars Born, uh, though I thought her performance was strong. I thought that her uh, singing and the songs in the film were also quite strong as well. I know not everyone will agree with me on that, but hey, th- that that's where it is. That's where it is. So she's not the reason. She is definitely not the reason why uh, I don't like it. it. It's the entire feel of it. It's just, okay, so it's a film all about pompous arrogant aristocrats and yes i said aristocrats um because everybody wants to be a cat you're welcome brian barth what's going on hail to you thank you thank you thank you g monkey 76 what's going on uh let's see new number two says getting pumped two days to rocky four ultimate director's cut yeah i've been seeing that every time i i I pull up amc app to look at showtimes that's right i forgot that there's a director's cut of that film coming out because i was looking ahead to see if there was any major releases coming out this week um before making plans on thursday so i I will not be able to see that but obviously it becomes available on on, uh, physical media as i'm sure it will we'll uh definitely look out le yeah uh, says hello odin says hail chad good morning listening to you in the background while i work good news bad news in my neck of the woods good news theaters are open bad news only for the fully ah, i'm sorry to hear that dude uh, that's awful yeah the, the whole vax passport stuff is just complete nonsense uh again and that's what i said before as far as the future of Marvel films, I think that's going to have a bigger impact, especially on some of the film projects they have 
which are going to be much more directly geared towards certain groups. And some of those groups are going to be much more likely uh, to be negatively impacted by those choices. Uh, Just Dave says, first time in Asgard. What's going on, Just Dave? Welcome. Welcome to Asgard. Let's see. Matthew 17 says, I watched this wonderful life for the first time last year. I was in tears. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. So good. Such a great film. It's a film that I just have to, I have to watch it every single Christmas. It never gets old. It, as you said, it touches the heart. Uh, it doesn't bring me to tears, but it definitely moves the heart every single time. And I, I always get the feels. I don't have the tears, but I always get the feels from it. It's a very strong movie, and it, it features some of the, just, again, incredible writing, direction, acting, all of it. It's got all of those pieces and parts, and every time I watch it, there's always something new I get out of it as well. Uh, Physics Channel, Kenny Lee, the box office should be picking up soon. Um, yes and no, right? Obviously, there's a lot of films set to come out in November, and uh, the big one, of course, that's on a lot of people's radars is going to be the next Ghostbusters film, and then December typically has a lot of big releases, but here's the thing. What I'm looking at and what I'm seeing in the box office is, yes, there's films that are making more money than what we've seen previously in the pandemic, but what we're also seeing is that any film that has a massive budget is either barely breaking even or is is having a massive loss. And on top of that, we have so many more smaller independent films with small budgets that are doing almost next to nothing. That 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 are that are even with small 20 to 40 million dollar budgets losing money. So the box office is not roaring back. The box office still has a long way to go for a recovery. And yeah, they're going to spin Spider-Man, especially in December. They're going to spin that to be, look, the box office is back, baby. But it, it's not going to be a good indication. And let me give you an example. Venom 2 made $90 million at its opening weekend. It made $10 million more than the original film did. And yet, it's not going to get anywhere close to the $800 plus million that the first film made worldwide. So where we see massive money as far as the box office, where we see massive difference between a film that came out pre-pandemic and, and, and within the pandemic. By the way, Just Dave, thank you for joining the Army of Asgard, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Good to see a gif of, of River being pet and me with hair. Um, but we're also not taking into account just how negatively impacted the international box office really is. The international box office is still reeling, and a lot of it's because Many of these European countries, many of these foreign countries are so much more socialistic in their approach to government that they're the ones that are trying to push for these mandates. They're the ones that are trying to push for these 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 passports, and it's impacting a lot of people. And, and so if they keep on pushing it, if they keep on pushing and pushing and pushing the box office is going to be in a perpetual state of, okay, there might be some things that are doing really well. There might be some things that 
are, are are bucking the trends, are doing better than the originals. Like again, opening weekend of Venom Two versus the first Venom film, ten million dollars more. But it's the big picture that I think some people are kind of looking over. Brian K says the Bells of St. Mary's, a film I still need to see. I have it, still haven't watched it. Might have to watch it if it's a good Christmas movie, especially. Uh, Brian Byer says, I dare you to watch Dogville 2003. You will be subverted. I don't know. I don't know much about it to, to really have interest in it. Justin the Red Shirt says, a friend, has arri- a friend has arrived for Taco Tuesday. Be seeing you. Justin the Red Shirt, enjoy your tacos. Enjoy your tacos. Taco Tuesday. I had Salisbury steak on Taco Tuesday. I could have gotten tacos, but I want the Salisbury steak. I should have gotten the grilled chicken, though. That's what I should have gotten. Super says, speaking of Star Wars, Villeneuve says he wants to direct one. If Disney doesn't give him a gig, they're officially the dumbest studio executives. Well, um, here's the thing, Super. You all know, everyone knows, if you've been a fan of mine or a follower of mine or whatever it is you are, a friend of mine. Again, I feel like there's a bit of everything in between. I, I don't really try and look at myself in, in any way other than just being a normal, regular, everyday dude. But I know that some people will you know view different people in different ways. But I, I've been, you all know, I am a huge Denis Villeneuve fan. I'm a mega fan, one could say. However, let's look at his track record with big budget films. He makes great movies. I know not everyone likes Blade Runner 2049. I freaking love it. I think it's a visual masterpiece. I know not everyone has liked the new Dune. Again, I I thought visually it was stunning. I still have some issues with the story. And again, I'm still struggling to know whether it's because of having knowledge of the book and of the story and of the things being left out. And that's just, again, something that any adaptation is going to have. Anyone who's ever seen an adaptation of a book where certain details are left out and, and changed and, and everything like that. Like anyone who's read a book and seen that, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, but in both cases, we're dealing with films that cost pretty decent amounts of money. In the case of Blade Runner 2049, massive financial loss. In the case of Dune, likely financial loss. So if I was a Disney executive... Yeah, I, I might see Denis Villeneuve and say, this dude understands filmmaking. This dude deserves uh, and has a vision that is going to create a phenomenal Star Wars movie, but is it going to make any money? And again, even as a, even as a Denis Villeneuve fan, right? And Tina knows this more than anyone. Uh, Tina and Steph both, right? My, my Valks, my mods, they know this. They know this about me, right? I don't hide my love of this guy. But if I was a Disney executive, I would say... But can you make money? Even if it's a Star Wars movie, can you make money? And then you take into account the current state of Star Wars. Do you really think that they're going to be able to get Villeneuve to be able to bring people back after being burned by J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson? Again, I don't think that a high-concept, incredibly well-produced, incredibly visually stunning, amazing film even by Denis Villeneuve in a Star Wars universe would be enough. So again, would I love to see it? Absolutely. Disney execs being dumb, I actually would disagree because a Disney exec, though obviously they they just, I don't know what they're smoking these days. If they were focused on telling good stories and having good movies, it would be a no-brainer. 
But any executive is also going to be focused on bottom line, or at least they should be focused on bottom line. And can this film make money? And Denis Villeneuve is not known for being a major um, box office draw. And that's just a fact. It's a sad fact for me, but it's a fact. Uh, let's see. Gonzalo Bergali says, hello, everyone. What's going on? Welcome back. Uh, again, chat's starting to jump on me, so apologies if any comments get skipped. Just Dave, who's a member now, says, oh, so happy to be back on STD time. Center time. Don't mind losing daylight at evening. Hate dark mornings. See, I love dark mornings. I love it. Now when I'm driving, now when I'm driving to school, I got the sun blazing in my face. And it's it's hard to see. I got my sunglasses on. I got to get the the shade down. It's awful. I hate it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Name that movie. I can't stand it. Laura says, I love the way they change the pronunciation of Gawain in almost every scene. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it's interesting because when you look at some of the behind the scenes for it, which, by the way, and I was honest in my uh, 4K review of it, that uh, the behind the scenes were definitely leaving a lot to be desired. There was a lot of thought put into uh, the title sequence, put into the way that the story was presented. And uh, I think that in a lot of ways, they did a pretty good job with it. Gomercast 79, what is going on? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's see, Rosie says, I refuse to contribute to the decimation of Western culture. We see it differently, and that's quite all right. And, and again, we see it differently, but I'm sorry, the Green Knight is not decimating anything. <laughs> no one watching the Green Knight is going to say or see Western culture being destroyed. I just... I, I just, again, I, I don't quite, I just don't quite get that level. I understand not wanting to see it because it, it's not the vision of the character um, that you would like to see because of historical standards. Again, there is a historical standard that you're, that you're setting that by, but I, I don't see it as, again, any degrading of, of the character or of the culture in general. It's just, it, that's not what the film's about. The, the film doesn't doesn't do that in any way whatsoever. Kaylee D, what's going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Kara Tharp says our schools in Minnesota don't have Thursday off. Yeah, I guess it's a I guess it depends on what area of the country you're in. Andrew Hayes was Rogue Squadron supposed to be a Disney Plus series or a movie? Um, I'm not sure. I guess I said Rogue Squadron that I was talking about was again it was a book from the EU. And they have just done a uh, a remaster of it where it's now fully unabridged. And Mark Thompson, who's the best star, I will argue, the best Star Wars uh, voice actor for the audiobooks, he did the voices for it. And I cannot wait to dive into it. It's going to be great. Uh, Slicer, indeed, the trailer for Michael Bay's Ambulance showed off every important story beat from the m- from the movie uh maybe more trailers should just clip off well that the issue there was when you started off with michael bay once you said michael bay everything else just like fell off the map (laughs) uh awesome one says didn't you watch umbrella academy season two because of reviews saying it was woke i decided i'd see it for myself despite the woke i enjoyed it i believe yeah if if that's i've seen all of the seasons unless there's a new one uh, yeah, I, I was definitely, I, I definitely did not like, um, some of the choices that they made, but there were things that I did like. It, it still had enough of the original charm of the first, of the first series, of the first season, 
uh, for it to have enough there. It's the same reason why I'm still watching Doom Patrol. By the way, remember when we used to talk about Doom Patrol all the time? Remember when Friday Night Tights, like Doom Patrol, was something that was like a main thing? It's still going on. I'm watching it. And even though there are so many woke elements to it, there's just something about it where I'm like, I can watch it. Mostly it's Brendan Fraser. I'm going to be honest. It, it's Brendan Fraser. Him as, uh, again, I, I, I'm terrible with character names, uh, but him as Robot Man. I just love it. And there's some really cool stuff that they do where it's like they're tripping because of this. Oh, man, it's so this season's so bizarre, too. Like, it's just (laughs) if you were having issues with the show beforehand, if you try to watch this one, you're going to be like, what the hell's going on? There was it was like the grand flagellation or something like that is what it's called. Oh, and it was all based on like it was it's 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 art but then it's oh man it's weird cgi also is just not good for uh there's these weird like face creature oh it's oh doom patrol um (laughs) i don't know why i still want i still want to watch it and i think the reason why i really do think the reason why is because of brendan fraser i really do think that's the reason why because his robot man is great so uh (laughs) anyway uh, let's see. Uh, Rosie says, "Oh, I could listen to you to say the word sorry all night because it's so cute how you say it." Well, I do say it that way on purpose. I do say it that way on purpose. It's actually a, a reference, uh, and I know I've, I've played it on the channel before, but I'll go ahead and play it again. Uh, and it comes from a show called Stella, which is one of the greatest shows of all time. But anyway, this is where it comes from. Sorry, I'm really sorry. So in, in that episode, uh, the character played by uh, Michael Showalter, who's a great comedian, he just randomly turns on a Canadian accent. So he just sit down and even though he, he doesn't have any type of accent in the entire show, he just goes, oh, you know, man, I'm sorry. You know, I'm really sorry. So that's that's really where it kind of came from in, in a lot of ways. Let's see. Matt317 says, just waiting on Gary's member stream. Oh, he's having a member stream, is he? Is he now? Ah, oh, that's interesting. Withering liberal. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Gormakas 79 says, Devil worship is Lady Gaga. Alrighty, let's see. Marva Dog says, Have you seen The Last Duel? Haven't seen the review from you yet. I've not seen it because... Uh, actually, I'm going to be honest. It was comments made by uh, by Laura one of the mods on the channel, uh, the modern major general of the channel, Laura Story, she had mentioned that there are, it's basically kind of like, um, and it was uh, Tina, credit to Tina for making this connection, uh, similar to Rashomon uh, by Kurosawa, where it's a story where you have different perspectives of it, but it features a a very... uh, disturbing grape scene apparently several times and as soon as i heard that i was like i don't have an interest in this anymore so and apparently a lot of people agree because the film is a massive financial flop so i have no plans of, of seeing it to be honest uh rosie says oh have you have you seen the judy garland james mason stars born i prefer it to the other one yeah i have seen the original stars born and i really like it a lot and i it's hard for me to really compare them because Again, different eras. You know, I think that that film is great. It's a classic. It, it's it's solid. 
Um, and I, if I had to choose one, I probably would choose that one. But again, which one is necessarily better than the other? I know that there's some who's saying it's no question, it's no, uh, it's no contest. And I, I would think that there's definitely arguments to be made there, especially if you're. I would say there's no question that Judy Garland is better than Lady Gaga. No question, acting wise, not even close. But uh, I do still think that there is um, a lot of positive to be said about the more uh, more recent one. Uh, let's see, Matthew Highland says, "Ah, Aristocats." Now that's an underrated Disney film. Everybody wants to be a cat. Matthew One Seven, who's a member, says, "My Hero Academia World Series Mission is the best superhero movie of the year. Go watch it subbed if you still can." Um, I I I don't really know much about the My Hero Academia uh, Academia. I, I'm not much into modern anime, so I won't see it just because I have no background. I feel like I would need to have some background to actually be able to see it. Roddy says, any, any Black Friday deals for Blu-ray has been announced, do you know? I think that some have. I believe uh, Best Buy has some early deals out. Uh, Amazon does as well. I'm kind of wondering if that's why there's like these Criterion sales. I was able to pick up. I did a video on it earlier today about some of the uh, deals right now. Criterion has their 50% off. So their newer release of Citizen Kane on 4K, which is set to release uh, towards the end of the uh, end of the month, is uh, normally $60. Right now it's for $30. So I was able to pick that up. So I'm wondering if maybe that could potentially be a Black Friday, uh, early Black Friday sale. Matthew 317, I assume still talking about It's a Wonderful Life. It struck a personal chord. Yeah, I understand that, man. It's a very, very powerful movie. Very, very powerful movie. All right. Uh, let's see. Kara Tharp says, I always watch this wonderful life for Christmas. It's my go-to Christmas movie. I have two go-to Christmas movies. They're very different. It's a wonderful life and serendipity. <laughs> One of these is not like the other. <laughs> There's just something about that. John Cusack in his prime and Kate Beckinsale. Young Kate Beckinsale at that. Yeah, Jeremy Piven in the movie. Molly Shannon's in the film, too. I don't know what it is about it, but it's one that I also have to watch every single Christmas. Every single Christmas. Let's see. Laura says, if anyone spoils Ghostbusters, I'm going to go Ripley. Yeah, especially if there are spoilers to be had. I will say that the trailer obviously gives away something that is, I guess, big as far as a character coming back. I think that there's certain things that we kind of just know in general about uh, this one, because obviously this one's in continuity, whereas previous quote-unquote Ghostbusters films uh, are not in continuity and don't exist. GMUG76, not that I see many movies at the theater, but if I need a mask or the poke, I will never step in a theater again. No, I if that ever came in, and you know, thank the Lord I live in the great state of Tennessee, were that happening at least statewide is not a very likely scenario. But yeah, no, I, I would not. If if that was the choice that I had to if I had to make, I'd say no, I'm just gonna wait for it to come out at home where I can watch it in my own home without having to put a face diaper on, as it's been called by uh, one of the shows that I've been watching more recently. And it, it or a Fauci diaper is how it's been described as well. But yeah, to me, it's when you're sitting down, especially, you're, you're, you're sat down, you got your popcorn especially, you got your drink, 
anyone who tries to to push that uh, airlines are trying to push it now where you have to put the mask up between bites and everything that's ridiculous there's no it, it will trust the science now i'm not a doctor youtube i'm not a doctor but even i think someone with a basic level grammar school education could think to themselves wait a minute here something's not quite right something doesn't quite make sense here are you trying to tell me that this is going to make an actual verifiable difference even though it doesn't it's crazy truly truly crazy uh, let's see, Just Dave says, I didn't like 2049. It lacked the scale and sense of the space of the original film, and I disagree. I think that it was able to take the concept of the original and was able to add on to it. That doesn't mean that I think it was better. I think that the original did things uh, uh, before its time and, and, and of its time that are more impressive because of the limitations of the technology of the time period. But I still, I thought the, the scope of 24 Now was amazing. Don't forget, Roger Deakins, who's one of the greatest cinematographers alive, did the cinematography for that movie and did an incredible job. No one can question the, the visuals of that film. And a big part of the visuals of that film is, is the scope of the world. And I think that it added on to it. I don't think it took away anything from the original film. I think that it added onto the original film and that you know, does not mean that you have to like it more or, or anything like that all i'm saying is i think that it deserves at the very least a base level uh, appreciation a base level appreciation that's what i think uh soul assassin i keep hearing rumors that disney is planning an old republic film i don't like that idea at all but if Denis Villeneuve directed and Keanu was Revan, then maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, but then again, remember that Knights of the, at least for Knights of the Old Republic, that was just released on Switch, uh, so that could have also been a, uh, a part of the equation. How three thousand? What's going on? I try. My wife and I tried watching the show. The first episode was so boring, and that's when we discovered instead. Uh, mythic quest and binge that and i have no desire really to go back uh rob d albert hitchcock martin scorsese francis for coppola could collaborate on a star wars film and fans exactly rob d i think that kind of captures the point of what i was trying to say about uh, denis villeneuve he could make the most beautiful film he, he could do so much for it but it, it's kind of a toxic property right now i don't know if a lot of people really want to touch it uh, six people currently watching on Odyssey. Light up that fire button if you're watching on Odyssey. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. See, Joey Horn says, The coolest part of The Green Knight was how Excalibur gave light off when it was brought out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, also the score to The Green Knight is phenomenal as well. Uh, Laura's story, by the way, eight minutes ago. Thank you for the $5. Sus, sus, the super chat says, speaking of Brendan Fraser, some lady won a meet and greet with him and she dressed up like Eve from the mummy. He looked really touched. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I really love how much of a love fest Brendan Fraser has been getting on social media recently. Um, he just seems like, again, one of those actors in Hollywood that that's just one of the more grounded ones. He's not doesn't come across as political one way or the other, which is exactly what it's supposed to be. He he's he's an actor. He he and he seems like a genuinely good person. He seems like a person that I would love to get a cup of coffee with and, and pick his brain on. And I feel like we could have a good conversation. I really do. 
Uh, Rosie says, let's agree to disagree. Do you want everyone just to agree with you? That would be so boring, but I'm right. <laughs> well, obviously not. I, I obviously don't want everyone to agree with me, but also at the same time, I do want to support a film that is incredibly well done. And, uh, and I do uh, want people to give things a chance. That's it. That's it. Uh, Gromacall79 says, my wife works for County Court and they're getting off Thursday in Upper Tennessee. Well, that makes sense to me. Yeah, anything government-related, absolutely, I can see you getting off. Uh, but, yeah, I-, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the public schools in the area are going to get off for, for Veterans Day. But, no, that's, that, you know, you don't, you don't get that in, uh, in, again, Southern Catholic education. Someone else said Minnesota as well. All right, Rob D., did you ever watch any of the pre-Disney Plus MCU TV shows? Pre-Disney Plus MCU TV shows? Uh, I don't really count those as MCU shows, though. We're, if we're talking about Dare, are we talking about like Daredevil and Punisher? I don't count those as MCU shows. Those were Marvel shows, but at this point, they were not MCU, right? MCU is Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have not integrated any of those characters, so that is not MCU. Uh, I have seen the um, I have seen the Marvel netflix series and those were great uh daredevil of course was the best it was phenomenal it was fantastic um i actually uh i actually liked the um iron fish uh, series <laughs> i know it has issues <laughs> i know it has i know the second season especially has some, but I-, I liked it um jessica jones season one the only the only redeeming quality of Jessica Jones season one was Kilgrave. And it was because of David Tennant doing an incredible performance. Everything else about the show sucked. And then season two, just blah. And then Luke Cage was okay. Season one was fine. And then season two just went way off the reservation and it just blah. So Anyway, those those are my thoughts on. Oh, and then Punisher was also good, but uh, it could have been better. Uh, Gonzalo says Warner is so screwed that it's releasing Doom Patrol episode every eight days on HBO Max uh, Latin America. Dude, uh, Gonzalo, that's kind of what they're already. It's uh, eight eight days. That's kind of weird, but yeah, it's once a week for us here in the states too. So that is kind of weird though that they're releasing it an extra day off. That I don't doesn't make any sense. Uh, Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington Cliff Robot Man is awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Sherry Allen, what is going on? Uh, there is the super chat from Laura. Again, want to make sure I get to highlight that. Gomer Kyle seventy nine. I thought you got sorry from the years of watching Chris Jericho. Now, <laughs> nope. I got it from a show called Stella, which is great. Andrew Hayes, did anywhere in the news give any idea what the surprise Disney movies the AMC going to show on Disney Plus? De- de- yeah, I, I I saw that in the news on on Deadline. I saw that being mentioned, and it didn't make any sense. I didn't read the articles because I was just like, "You're not giving me enough information to really care." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, you're to surprise Disney movies, so it's movies that have already been released." Okay. I don't care. I probably have access to them already. So <laughs> why would I care? Now, if they were saying, hey, we're going to randomly release Spider-Man early. Okay. 
then then you might get my attention. But that's obviously not going to happen. Uh, James Richards, what's going on, man? Uh, Matthew Highland tagged to say, Brandon Fraser is going to be in the new Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Cinema Incoming. Ooh, yeah. I like that combination of Brandon Fraser and, uh, and Scorsese. I think it's a good combination. Solid. Joey Horn says, Garland is one of the absolute best ever. I totally agree. Totally agree. No doubt about it. Uh, Andrew Hayes. But the question is, was Judy Garland a better singer than Lady Gaga? I would say, I would say yes. But again, that kind of goes back to my original point, which is you, you have very different singers, different singers with different styles. So I, I don't find it as a fair comparison, even if I am much more of a fan of, of the rendition, or rather, of the singing style of Judy Garland, and I think as far as being trained is concerned, I think Judy Garland is is objectively a better singer. Uh, as far as the style goes, that's more subject. That's much more of a subjective. Wh- which one you like better? But I think objectively, there's no shadow of a doubt. There's no question that Garland is is the more talented. Um, as far as just classical training. Super says, I think that I think that was a contributing factor. Marketing was another. In fact, Disney films are the only films I've seen consistent advertising for on television. Nobody knows the rest exist. Yeah, they that's the one thing that they definitely do is they put their money behind their projects. Harvey says, about a month ago, I sent you Brandon Fraser clip that Laura story mentioned in a Twitter DM. I don't think you watched it. Probably probably not, because I again I, I have a day job and I have a kid and I don't spend a lot of time really on social media. I, I spend social media. I spend time on in the morning when I'm pushing out just notifications for, for a video that I make. And then randomly, maybe some DMS from like Friday night tights and, and some of those like uh, ideas groups that I've, but typically I stay off of it. I stay away from it. So um, yeah. And my ADD brain is just ne- it's it's just never going to be able to uh, fully grasp everything. I fall behind on so many different things. I mean, just ask the people who have sent me movies. I fully intend and want to watch all the films that I've been watched, but at the same time, my brain just has so many other things that are going on. <laughs> uh, Super says I was talking about last duel. Sorry, character limit. All right. I've already even forgotten the context. Peabody, what's going on, man? Uh, Super says, National Lampoon, Elf, Christmas Story, Die Hard are the best Christmas movies. Oh, yeah, Die Hard for sure. Die Hard for sure. It is a Christmas movie. Uh, Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi says, I'd love to get in some of these Blu-ray deals, but with the likelihood I will be losing my job due to mandate Hollywood is the last place I'll be giving my money to. Well, Forever Sci-Fi, yeah, I totally agree, and I'm sorry to hear that. I really hope that you are are able to get past that um, and are able to... um, are able to resist it and to, and to keep, keep your job and, and to not have to worry about that at all. And, uh, just let me know if there's anything I can do. Um, as far as trying to help you find maybe some type of exemption, uh, there's only so much that I can do, but Hey, I, I do know that there's a couple of groups out there that are trying to help people get at least like religious exemptions. Um, but, uh, one thing, if you really do want to get into some of the deals is you can always, uh, you could always buy things uh, used or secondhand because then the money at that point is not going directly to 
any of the Hollywood studios, but instead to individual people and individual marketplaces. So only if you want to, of course. It's your money. Spend it as wisely as you would want to spend it. See, Hardwick says, I've seen the original 1937 Stars Born starring Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. I have not. I have not. No, there's been several. Sage, what's going on, man? Blade 2049 is way underrated. Uh, haunting film, though I like Dune better. See, I, I think I, I want to watch Dune again. Uh, I want to watch Dune again after I finish the actual uh, book. And actually, I really want to see Dune again after part two is out. <laughs> I think that's kind of going to give um, the full context that I would really need to be able to process everything. Story-wise, specifically, as I mentioned, that's kind of like the big issue. But Blade Runner 2049, it's a complete film because it's a standalone film, uh, obviously, again, rooted in the original film. I'm not saying that it's not, but it's one where you don't need another film to kind of, you know, fill in some of the gaps or, you know, keep the story going. But it's a much more of a complete film. But I totally agree with that first part of it about it being completely underrated. I do. I, I firmly believe it's underrated. And I, I think that the thing that's most underrated about it is the visuals. I think the visuals are incredible. Again, Roger Deakins is a master at his craft at framing shots. And he does a great job. It really does. Uh, Paul Casilio, yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. 24.9, fantastic. Love having my 4K of that. GMikey76 says, Odin, Odin, uh, or as I call Kate Beckinsale, Xmas Serendipity, Xmas Vacation, and A Nightmare Before Xmas are my go. Okay, but my go-to movies. So Serendipity, Christmas Vacation, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, interesting. Very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, James Richard, I just saw this comment, and it is, I, I believe, it's a port of the original game. Also, apparently, I'm a zombie. Peabody trying to keep D Live alive. <laughs> Phil Gentry says, "Not an easy task." Hey, I, I still send the signal there. I still send the signal there. Uh, forever Sci-Fi. Uh, Brandon Fraser had enough courage to make fun of himself for in the Looney Tunes movie, playing playing his own stunt double and all. Oh yeah, again, he's just a good. He's just again a cool dude. Uh, Sage says, uh, pre-Disney Plus would also include Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, which make an attempt to try uh, tying in, but generally without success. I was not a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I, I thought that the beginning was an interesting premise, and then it just jumps off a cliff, and I just have no interest in ever going back to it. I love Agent Carter. Agent Carter got canceled before its time. I thought Agent Carter was fantastic. Big fan of Agent Carter. I think I did a review of that on the uh on the channel actually uh mr peabody from d live mandate coming down as you know we lost 4,000 healthcare workers now we lose 5,000 teachers that's just one state dang dude yeah and here's the thing man you know and i know that you are are seeing it a bit in your country and we're seeing it in our country and we're seeing it all over the world uh people are finally starting to wake up people are finally starting to get their voices out there and it <sighs> I have concerns, though, because you all know I very much believe in peace. I am a pacifist. I don't see how peace can be held for much longer, though, especially when you start to potentially put children 
into the discussion um, of, of having parents not have choices in the matter, especially uh, things I think are about to get very dangerous very quickly, and uh, it's not going to be good. Super says, Daredevil was rad. I really hope Charlie Cox doesn't show up in the new Spider-Man. Please don't ruin him, Disney. If he shows up and it's done well, I'd be okay with that. But that's a big if. Just Dave says, the Netflix Marvel series weren't MCU, but season one, Daredevil did reference the events of Avengers in New York. True, but it's not MCU. I wish it, I wish it, it could integrate. Well, I take that back. At, at that point when that was coming out, I wish that they had integrated in. But then Endgame came out, and obviously Endgame is, is just so bad, and everything since then has just been terrible as well. Clobber Times, what's going on? Favorite sci-fi? Let's see. Uh, Daredevil is pretty much the only good show out of the bunch. I can't see Disney doing Matt's Catholicism any justice if they relaunched it. The dynamic made the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we see this. This is consistent with Disney as well. Right, anything that typically has any type of religious themes in it, they totally strip out, and it's also modern Hollywood in general. I mean, even Dune, right? As as much as I praise the film Dune, one of the big problems story wise is that there's almost really no indication of the religious aspect of the Fremen, and that's a huge part of the book. A huge part of the book is is the religion of the Fremen, and they just don't cover it. So we'll have to wait and see if in part two, if it starts off with a religious ceremony dealing with the um, dealing with the body that's left over, okay. But I don't know if they're going to do it. I really don't. All right. We got a few minutes left, so please do slow down on the comments so I can try and make sure I get through all the remaining ones. Gonzalo Bergali says, I know last episode they published on Saturday, the week before Friday, so I'm guessing Sunday this week, the one that goes out Thursday up there. Yeah, yeah, so we do get it on Thursday. Oh, that's rough, though, man. That's rough. Uh, see, Sherry says, I'm good. Thank you. Just made it to your live stream. How are you? Electra is another pre-MCU. Uh, Electra, as far as a movie, well, we were talking about shows. We were talking about pre-MCU, uh, pre-Disney Plus MCU shows, shows, um, and not movies. But yeah, Electra, obviously, that would be. And by the Daredevil, we're talking about the show Daredevil. I don't like to talk about the <laughs> the uh, Ben Affleck uh, Daredevil film or the Electra. I, yeah. And I, I have the director's cut of Daredevil, which I hear is a lot better than the original. Uh, I have not yet watched that one yet, though, but I do have it. Gonzalez says, Agent Carter is the only pro, uh, pre-Disney plus MCU show. The rest were all intended to be, but eventually Fe uh, Feige disavowed them. Oh, really? Okay. I, I didn't realize that. But, yeah, uh, I, I think that's... Uh, I, I think that absolutely... Um, we would have to be happy with that just because Agent Carter is a great show. Uh, I hope there, I hope this is a joke. Peabody says objectively Garland is better. Say subjectively have to disagree with surprise. Again, you don't have to like her tone, but again, as far as training is concerned, uh, no, there's no question that the amount of, of vocal control, the amount of uh, the amount of training Garland received again, way ahead of, of of where Lady Gaga is. And here's the thing. Lady Gaga is also incredibly talented. I, I said that from the very get-go. She is also an objectively talented singer because she has also had a training. Uh, but Garland is, is definitely the better of the singers. As far as technique is concerned. 
Hardwick says, Avengers Endgame reference Agent Carter by bringing back James Darcy as Jarvis. That's a fair point. Yeah, I think that's the reason why Agent Carter, as someone just mentioned, right? Agent Carter is really the one show that is um, really left as far as being being referenced. Super says, totally off topic since it's open. It's oh no no, it's box office open forum. So I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about the Rittenhouse trial. It's box office open forum. You must read. You must read what it says. It does not say open forum. It says box office open forum. Normally there's a little dash there if it's separate topics. It's a box office open forum. Anyway, uh, forever sci-fi. It's okay. I'm not looking to get a, an exemption. Rather, they know I'm standing my ground against this tyranny. No surrender. No retreat. I'll go someplace where they still value freedom. Forever sci-fi. Dude, kudos to you, man. Yeah, and I know a lot of people that are starting to feel that way saying, you know what? I'm not going to get the exemption because I don't want to play their game. I, I, I don't want to play their game, and I'm not going to. And uh, kudos to you. God bless you. And I... Uh, I pray that you are able to uh, be treated with the human respect that you deserve and that your freedom, which you have as a human, and that's why, as I said, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, this is not a a constitution thing. This is not a uh, state's rights, individual rights thing. This is a human rights problem. This is a human rights violation. As human beings... We are ingrained by our very creation with an inherent dignity which can never be taken away. And to take away someone's autonomy, to take away someone's ability to make a choice is evil. Especially when the choice that's being made is in and of itself not evil. So, I have your back, man. Let's see, Just Dave says, is there no love for a Christmas story here? Easily my top Christmas movie since I saw it in theaters. Uh, the issue, I love a Christmas story, but it it gets played every year nonstop. And don't get me wrong, I love putting that on and, and watching it and coming back and, and, and getting to different things. But man, it's one of those things where the reason why it does not get as much love, I think, is because it's just in some ways overplayed. Uh, he says, only thing Australia doing right have not approved Vax for 5 to 12 year olds. I would not be surprised if, if they didn't follow suit though, as it seems to be kind of, unfortunately, it seems to be kind of the trend these days. Again, they're going after the kids. Andrew Hayes, Charlie Cox is confirmed to be inspired in Mandalay Home based on recent article with photos on the set. Um, well, Andrew Hayes, I, I hope that's not true. And, and really it comes down to a couple of things for one right if that's a legitimate article bro we we really try to keep away uh spoilers uh this this far ahead especially uh and the other is i i really hope that that was just a clickbait article and had just again um a bad bad information ellie says i recommend season four of ages of shield specifically the ages of hydra uh yeah i've heard some people uh talk about that uh, Harwick says Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. hits its stride starting season four. Agent Carter had a great first season, bad second one. No, I think Agent Carter had a, had the, the, the first season was the strongest. The second season uh, was definitely not as strong, but was still good. I'm sorry, dude. I'm not going to suffer through three seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just for to hit its stride when I've also heard so many others say that it's not that good later on down the road. Um, so, no thank you. 
Uh, just Dave, totally agree on Agent Carter. Was totally engaged. Loved the character writing and and uh, and the cast chemistry. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree there. All right. I do want to wrap things up though because that ice cream is calling my name. Calling my name. P.I. says, Garland, I think I know why you prefer her, and in this I do agree. Less processing on the voice, more natural. No, 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 because here's the thing. If uh, The thing uh, that, I, as I said, I, I think Gaga is an incredibly talented singer. And the reason why is because she can sing. She's, I, I, I've heard her sing live, and she is incredibly talented. She has received training. Listening to her sing The uh, Sound of Music, uh, the other uh, several years ago showed very clearly to me that she has the the talent. She's been trained. She actually has training. What I'm saying is that while they are both trained singers, the vocal technique not and this has nothing to do with processing. The vocal technique of Judy Garland is leaps and bounds more than what Lady Gaga has. They're both good. Again, they're both good singers, but one has better technique than the other. And there, there is an objective standard when it comes to vocal technique. So, hopefully that clarifies that. Forever Sci-Fi, thank you. I've got a good, loving family. I can always feel up. And again, that's the most important thing. Remember, uh, this is but the uh, this is but the vessel bringing us to our final destination. This is not our final destination. And as long as we have a family, that's the, that's the biggest thing. No. Yeah. I, uh, Andrew Hayes. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you for, you know, I'm glad that uh, didn't know that, but yeah, we try and keep things spoiler free here, especially if it's something that could be true. As I said, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that that's something that's just conjecture and, and fake news and, and people just trying to get clickbait and stuff like that because, yeah, I, I just I, I don't like um, I, I don't like when especially for films that are that are going to be important. I know that there might be some channels that don't care, have gotten to the point where they just don't care. And a lot of the fan base then also doesn't care. And so it's not as big of a deal. But that's why I love the Asgardian community, because there's some people that still that still care about some of these films. And so uh, I'm going to try and do the very best that I can to to avoid uh, any type of, uh, you know, major spoilers. And obviously these are the types of things that eventually could become so mainstream that it's impossible to avoid. But at this point, I, I don't think that it's, it's reached that point yet. Harwick says, I'll send you that Brent Fraser clip again. It's very short about a minute. Again, uh, I'll see what I can do. Uh, let's see here. Peabody. Thank you for the ice cream donation. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Jester of Roanoke. Welcome. Coming in right at the very end, Rob D apparently has some ice cream as well. Again, I am wrapping things up, so uh, boom, there we go. Let me check and make sure nothing happened over on Odyssey. Nope, the R and a few others were just hanging out. Someone hit the splat button randomly on Odyssey, so I don't know what I did to upset you, but hey, that's okay. Uh, you're welcome here in Asgard. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Thank you all very much for joining me this evening for this box office open forum. Talked about a lot of films. Talked about a lot of various film topics. Um, and many of them were box office related. Uh, I'm going to go now and have a little bit of ice cream, uh, obviously, in reference to Mr. Peabody. Thank you again for watching and supporting Over on DLive. And then also dive into or try to dive into some of these um 
uh, in some way. So for any, uh, I know that I do have a Catholic contingency and even just a Christian contingency on the channel, but I just picked these up from Tan. Tan right now, Tan Books has like a $5 sale every month. They have books that they put on sale for five bucks that are normally a little bit more. So I just picked up The Ways of Mental Prayer because this is something that I know that I personally need to work on. So The Ways of Mental Prayer. Um, I've heard great things about this work. In fact, uh, it has a recommendation from Saint uh, Pope St. Pius X gave a recommendation for this book. So that, that to me is kind of already uh, speaking to it. Uh, as far as other spiritual work, I also have St. Teresa of Avila's The Interior Castle. So got to pick this one up as well. That just came in. Another one that I saw got a lot of recommendations is The Spiritual Combat and a Treatise on the Peace of the Soul. Heard a lot of good things about that. And then for something that I plan to use for uh, nightly reflection and then also try and I'm going to I'm trying to figure out which one I want to bring to my students for school and which one I want to use like, you know, on my bedside table to, to use as like a, you know, uh, nightly reflection. But these are also on sale. So these are like usually like forty five dollars because they're like, you know, leather and they're, they're really well made. But it is a year with the church fathers, patristic wisdom for daily living. So literally 365 days of uh, quotes from the church fathers with reflections and then also one where it's a year with the saints as well and uh right now there's a sale i think it's still going on where you can buy one get one free so again these are normally for about 45 dollars. so i was able to pick up both of these for 45 and then the rest for five but anyway uh that's what I have on my agenda tonight. JKD Bucks 76 coming at the very end. What is going on? Sage says, Tan is doing great audiobooks on Audible, by the way. Really? I didn't know Tan was into audiobooks. For me, audiobooks for uh, faith-based stuff, especially like anything like history, it's hard for me to really follow that. I, I like to actually have any type of historical text um, in front of me with actual physical paper take so I can take notes and stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, I, I think that that, um, but it's good to know that. I did not know that they were doing audiobooks uh, through through audio. We'll have to check that out. But anyway, thank you all very much for joining me this evening. I know that there's a lot of other things going on uh, tonight and just in the world in general. And so I really do uh, appreciate everyone for being here. Thanks to everyone who donated tonight as well. Also, I, I did figure out a way to shout out the Army of Asgard level and above members on YouTube. And I've added that now to the uh, shout outs video. So uh, that way I can save my voice a little bit. Uh, at the end of these streams. So uh, this weekend should still be able to do my Saturday show, but I will be solo. Wife's going to be out of town uh, at a wedding. So um, uh, it'll just be me and baby Thor, but still should be able to um, have the show as normal. But anyway, uh, the R says another great show. Can't wait for 300 in hot gates. Yeah. This Saturday is going to be episode 300. Uh, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, and as I said, I've been using this, uh, and it seems to be working pretty well. Uh, it seems that the signal has been, uh, holding up pretty well also over on, uh, uh, restream studio. So that way I can do things like, you know, smash the like button, light up the fire button, and uh, let everyone know, of course, context is incredibly important. This is from our chosen stream that we had the other day. Um, Laura, this is for you. Yakety yak. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, this also is going to allow me to be able to feature uh, guests on the show in the future. And I, I hope to be able to do so and to have some really awesome people on and uh, to have some more engaging discussions about a myriad of uh, various other topics. But anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless.
And now for a huge shout out to all of my November Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting first off with Patreon, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob the Juice, JC, Jeffrey Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. And a shout out to my Subscribestar members, UAB, Mad Dog, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J, Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, and J Rod, the Beer Guru, and of course, ZK man, thank you very much for supporting me over there. And to my three supporters over on locals.com, Caratharp, Bifford a Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. And if you want your name shout out at the end of every live stream and every video I do on the channel, check out that top link in the description below to find out how to sign up to the various levels that exist, including the most basic level where you get a shout out, the secondary level, the Army of Asgard, where you get that, plus access to a giveaways exclusive server where I give away things like 4Ks and Blu-rays and digital codes. All kinds of stuff, a lot of fun. You then also have the Keeper of the Bifrost level where you get all that stuff plus access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. You get to ask us questions and you get also access to that and the entire library of podcast episodes that we have done. And then there is, of course, the Chosen of Valhalla level where not only do you get all of that, but also in your first month, you get a t-shirt of your choice and sent to you anywhere in the world. Of course, just let me know your size and the color option that you want. It'll be sent to you that first month. And also you get to be featured on the once a month chosen of Valhalla live stream where we have a ton of fun talking about movies and projects and all kinds of stuff pretty much anything that the chosen wants to talk about is on the table so if any of that sounds interesting to you check out that top link you're all amazing and beautiful people hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and as always god bless